0: Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creators Lounge podcast. Uh, This is so exciting. Um, I don't always get to make episodes of the podcast, um, but whenever I find a certain artist, a certain musician, and I feel the vibe, I'm like, I'm about to do this. And so with this guy right over here, that was his situation. Uh, We met via Instagram, had some mutual friends, and kind of like fell into each other's circles. And uh, yeah, I don't know, our content has kind of influenced each other. And we had some conversations and I was like, this dude has got to be on the podcast. So it's been a minute, but I I sat down I made an episode outline, um, as I always do for the guests. I hit him up like, do you want to do this? And he was like, let's do it. So he is here. All right, my man, give these people the introduction. What is your name? Where are you from?
1: My name is... All right. So my name is Kai Rashi. I'm a music producer, graphic designer and a YouTuber from Poland. So, I create a lot of stuff on the internet, but mainly music for now. Also, I launched a match a few days ago, just for fun.
0: (laughs) That's incredible, man. That's incredible. Good for you. That is something that's interesting about you, is that you're... We're kind of similar in that we both do so many things, you know, not just a Mm -hmm. music producer. Like you said, you have merchandise that just hit, music coming out, you've done YouTube stuff. Um, Your YouTube was interesting. <clears throat> when I was uh, preparing for the episode, I scrolled way back and got <laughs> some of your uploads and you've done a yeah. lot of content, man. You've done a lot of content. Okay, so let's get started with your name first of all, Kairoshi. Uh, where mm-hmm. did that name come from? What does it mean?
1: So it's kind of stupid, but uh, I just misread a CPU architecture of a phone that I was about to buy. L- yeah, a long time ago. It was like Cryo, if I remember it right. And I read it like Cairo. And it sounded dope to me, so I just named myself Cairo, but it was taken, like, everywhere. And few months ahead, I was playing CSGO with my friends, mm-hmm. and I came up with an idea that we can create a team with only Japanese-type n- nicknames. Mm-hmm. So I transformed Cairo to Kairoshi, and I think it sounds cool, so I used it.
0: Oh, that's, that's awesome, yeah. dude! That's awesome! <laughs> it's so unconventional, but it's so unique and creative at the same time. And that's what I love about the people who I've met like on the internet is we all live in like this strange world of our own culture, you know, where it's like video games, gaming parts, whatever. And for you, it all manifested to make this uh, artist name for yourself. Yeah. That's epic. Okay. Look, man, you're super underrated. More people should know about you. More people should know about your music. You've been grinding. You're making incredible stuff for anybody who doesn't know you yet. What should they know about you? What do you
1: want them to know about you that they don't know yet? So I think the most important thing is that I make either really aggressive tracks, like aggressive dubstep, tear-out stuff, or really emotional stuff. So I'm really in between. Between
0: those. So it's either completely hardcore or super softcore. There's no in-between on it. I dig Mm it. I dig it. I dig it. All right, let's take us back in time then, man. Take us back in time to where this all started from. Uh, Real quick, for the name Kairoshi, when did you make that name? Do you remember what year it was?
1: It was maybe four years ago or more. Five, five, four. Got
0: it. And then how about for the musical journey? How long have you been doing music and making music?
1: So it's kind of like really long time ago, but when I got... To the real music like when I downloaded at the AW and mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. it's like maybe five years yeah five years now
0: gotcha okay and what got you into music production like why did you download a DAW in the first place
1: so let's take it way back when I was a baby I don't remember it really well my mom my mom used to tell me uh, like a lot of of the stories yeah. and one of this is like I used to play with many metallic stuff as, as I was a baby that created like, you know, that metallic sound, right. And I was having fun with it. Yeah, that, that was my uh, stuff. Then when I uh, first got my PC, mm-hmm. I just as soon as I got to know how to do it, I started recording on YouTube, like, you know, gameplays and commentaries, everything like this. Uh, then maybe two years later, I started to do a little bit of programming mm-hmm. and I started making video games. So uh, I made a lot of like small projects mm-hmm. and a really big one like in a 2014 maybe mm-hmm. uh, but it does not it doesn't have any music so I was about to create my own music I just thought why, why not create it by myself so I downloaded a, a first studio at the time yep. and I closed it like I was so confused about it <laughs> And, yeah, that was a disaster. I wasn't able to do anything. Dude, dude, if you had, if you,
0: I have to know what happened, because if you never opened FL again, we would not have the incredible music that you make. So what got you back into the program?
1: Is that I made the game even more, like, finished, and I just thought, now let's just try hard and try to learn FL and actually make that music. So that was it and i forced myself to learn it and to actually create something and yeah this is how i started making music oh
0: my gosh dude (laughs) that is so intriguing oh my gosh there's a few things to talk about there but i don't know i find it interesting for you the natural progression for you into every state of creation so you know you went from like making metallic sounds as an infant and then you know later got into video gaming programming which led to music like it's so interesting to me how life unfolds like that. It unfolds like that. And we can't mm-hmm. predict it, you know, like you do this, you yeah. have no idea, suddenly this happens, no idea this happens, you know? So it's so cool that it's brought you to where you are now. You said that making music was so overwhelming for you when you first got into the FL studio and you were totally mm-hmm. overwhelmed, and then you forced yourself to start making music. So I'm curious about like your, I'm curious about your relationship with that now did you eventually fall in love with music or is it still like something that you have to be disciplined
1: about? It's like, it's so easy for me to actually move in the DAW. And for example, when somebody sees it from behind my back, mm-hmm. like I'm just searching through different windows in DAWs. At the end, I, D, it's called a DAW, right? It's called a
0: DAW. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's easier. It's like, so fast that they can even catch up and it's like the easiest thing for me to do on a computer right now is Mm -hmm. to create music Mm -hmm.
0: how interesting man that's so cool though that like you had to make yourself do it at first but then now you're Mm -hmm. so comfortable inside of that i think that's a a good lesson that we can all learn i feel like there's stuff that we want to get into but we have that fear of the unknown and so we're like no it's too difficult you know or no it's too Mm -hmm. hard i don't know how to do it but once you can push past that first level of difficulty, that first level of being overwhelmed, as we can see in your case, some utter magic starts to unfold. So big ups to you on doing that. Is that is that another pattern that you see in your life about you pushing through uh, hard situations and finding the glory, or is it only for music production specifically?
1: Not only for music, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, like, I was re- really, for example, mm-hmm. anti-social mm-hmm. and I was like so close. Uh, I wasn't even talking with my, with my family, and now I'm like, for my friends, I think, I'm kinda like the funny guy in the group, <laughs> nice. so, yeah. Well, dude,
0: big ups to you, man. Congrats on doing that, because that's not Thank easy. You. That's even, look, I mean, it's one thing to face the difficulty of learning a program or a skill, But to make that kind of change in terms of personality or mental health, like that's even harder because like your own brain is telling you, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be with this person. I don't want to do this. You know? Yeah. Was there anything, because I know that a lot of people fall into that situation. Was there anything that helped you break that uh, antisocial situation? Was it like a habit you had or a practice you had or an influence? Was there anything like that that helped you become more open or more jovial?
1: I think I was so angry at myself because I was missing a lot of stuff because of that antisocial behavior Mm -hmm. and This pushed me forward.
0: How interesting. That's a good that's a good thing to keep in mind. It's weird But we don't even realize that um, Self-hate is the root of so many issues that we deal with, you know, we start judging ourselves or um, getting angry at ourselves and if we can like silence that and start doing something about it, whether it's, you know, hanging out with friends more often or family or just getting more exercise or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. if we can silence that negativity in our mind, we can start to embrace the, the more positive aspects of uh, mental health. It's a good point, man. Look back to the music. You started off with banging on drums and and uh, and, you know, tin cans and everything. What other influences in your childhood shaped your creative energy?
1: Um, at first, I was I wasn't even listening to music, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I used to hate music. I don't know how, but I used to hate music, and that's so weird. I I used to really hate music with vocals, uh, like on the radio, you know.
0: Yeah, me too. I,
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. When I got into EDM music, I, that was my pet mm-hmm. peeve. I was like, Oh, I love EDM music, and there's a vocals. Yeah. I was like, No, I'm not going to listen to this song. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right. I was the same. Yeah. And the first song that i was listening to actually was a a mini soundtrack of battlefield 3 yeah that was the first like i was listening to and i just fell in love with you know that electronic dirty glitchy stuff and that got me into music awesome
0: awesome it's so cool but i'm glad you mentioned that because uh look artists don't realize the kind of influence we're having and just by making one song we have no idea who could hear that song, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that's yeah. important for us to remember as independent creators because a lot of the time our stuff is underappreciated, you know, we put it out, it gets like two plays or five plays, but a lot of the time people who, who give it that one listen or that fifth listen, like it might affect them in a way that we have no idea, you know, and I think it's cool to keep that in yeah. mind that it's important to express yourself and put it out there because we don't know the reverberations of it. Someone's going to hear that. Someone's going to be touched by that. Someone's going to be inspired by that Um, in the same way that for you, you went from hating the vocals, the music to, you know, embracing it more and and everything. That's awesome. That's super, super cool. And I want to ask you about the creativity as well, because um, you mentioned about having to force yourself to get into music production. But before that, you were doing programming and video games. Creativity. Uh, Do you always feel creative or is it kind of go through up and down spells? What's your relationship with creativity?
1: Um, I'm not always creative, but I am creative. And for example, in a song that I released, Mm -hmm. it means that I was creative most of the time of making that track because this is the number one thing that pushed me forward to finishing a track and if i'm just not feeling creative while making a given project mm-hmm. i'm not going to finish it probably
0: right right how interesting no i, I understand that completely like if you're not feeling a track it's like almost impossible to to finish it yeah
1: like even a- if it sounds oh, yeah. cool to others yeah,
0: yeah even if it, that especially mm-hmm. especially if it sounds cool to the others yeah. because man that happens so much a friend will send me a song and i'm like yo finish that and i never hear it again <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's true, man. It's really true. So um you have a lot of ways to express yourself though, because you can do music and you can do programming and others and obviously like YouTube as well. How much are you focusing on music right now as compared to YouTube or programming or things of that nature? Is it a hundred percent on music or is it like fifty fifty or something?
1: It's almost one hundred percent on music right now, yeah.
0: Hmm. how interesting and do you want to get back into like programming and doing video games and stuff or not at this point
1: for now I'm just focusing on music uh, right. for me now it's like the best way to express myself I feel
0: fantastic like music. making
1: making music maybe mix with uh, a bit of videos on mm-hmm.
0: YouTube you know yep yep that's awesome, dude. I love it. I love it. No, it's cool. It's good. I also feel like it's something I need to walk on more um, because I feel like I kind of spread myself too thin, but there's so much power in being able to focus on one avenue and really become the best at it, you know, or really like mm-hmm. push it a whole lot more instead of, uh, you know, spreading your efforts out and getting, you know, less results Yeah. From it, you know? So uh, different people, different processes though, I guess. All right. Tell me about the musical process for you. Um, as far as like starting a song or walking on a song, Uh, Where does the idea come from? Where does the inspiration come from? What is it like to get into the studio and start walking on a track?
1: So I really changed the way how I make music. Mm -hmm. Uh, With the day I switched over to Ableton. Okay. Because on the FL it was like, I don't know really why, but it was hard for me to actually start a song. And on Ableton it was even harder, but it's easier because I found a new way to start a song. So okay, we good. gotta we gotta hear this man. Let's Let me go. in.
0: Like what 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 what's the difference?
1: I, I started to do a lot of sound design session. It's like a for example, two hour session of not doing anything but cool random, you know, basses, one shots. Then I freeze freeze it out and maybe resample, just make everything that I, I can, like the weirdest stuff I can come up with. <laughs> and I usually start with that sound and it's the main inspiration of my sounds. It's a sound that I Made before,
0: right? So you make a sound and then it leads to a song that you make. Oh, mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome, dude! That's awesome. It's so good. It's a good habit to build as well. Um, because whenever you're doing your own sound design, and especially when you're starting with your own sound design, you're getting to control every single element of the track. You know, it's a hundred percent the very yeah, know, sound you're making and then the song stuff you're building around it. It's yeah, completely making your own track. That's incredible what kind of guides you in terms of creating the song? Uh, Is there stuff like certain, like, um, video games that are influencing you, movies that are influencing you, moods that are influencing you? As you're developing the track more, what affects you whenever you're making the song?
1: So at at the start, the most important factor is my emotions, Mm -hmm. I think, and maybe a little bit of music that I listen to. Mm -hmm. And then when I just came up with an idea for the drop or intro melody anything it, it's like a snowball it, it gets it gets easier to you know finish the track as you get more things going on and it's like more cohesive and you have that direction right. i'm always like trying to uh, push my tracks into one direction to just make it you know yeah really hard and together yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly,
0: man. i feel that yeah, and then like you said as well, like you have to be filling the track. And if you're filling the track, then you're in that kind of flow state where you know exactly what to yeah. do next you know what to do next. If you're not mm-hmm. doing it, it kind of falls off the rails. But um, you have a new track more recently, uh, Scalar, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Scalar.
0: Scalar, okay, there we go, Skyler. Yeah. uh-huh. Talk about that one. Uh, what was the inspiration behind that one? Um, and then also, how long did it take to make that one?
1: All right, so it's it's kind of funny because I made a really gritty and aggressive Reese bass that was like full of high-end noise. And it was really harsh, nothing really like original. I just liked the texture of it. It was really, really gritty. But it had that like cool, nice something in the middle frequencies that I thought maybe I will like expose more. So I cut out the high-end, the whole high-end, and I just left the bass and the middle frequencies. And you know, it creates that fresh, really, original sound and it was so easy for me to finish that track because the idea was so strong like nuclear energy yeah yeah yeah
0: i love that no i love hearing you talk about sound design because you're so into it it sounds like uh like a chef talking about music but like you're talking about audio frequencies and everything that's so cool dude how long did it take to make it you said it was so easy to make it was it like a few days Mm -hmm. a few weeks or what
1: I think it was about five days. Five days. So it was really quick.
0: Gosh, dude, five days. That is super quick.
1: And I had a lot of layers. Like, my CPU was struggling so hard with this track.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I think know maybe every 250, that something around like this.
0: 50 tracks. Bruh. 250. 250. Like, oh my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a Bro. ton of tracks.
0: That's incredible. That is incredible. In five days, 250 line tracks, five days, and you got to release yeah. song out of it. Dude, it is a banger, man. I love that song.
1: Thank you so much.
0: What would you say is your average time for completing a track? Uh, five days for this one, and how about for your other ones? Do it usually take you that quick, or is it a bit longer?
1: Uh, it really depends if I'm making a dubstep track, because mm-hmm. obviously, dubstep takes me a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But now when I use a lot of like my older samples from the sound design sessions, sure. it's pretty much quick. It's not as long as it was mm-hmm. because in the in the past, maybe a year ago, it was taking me about uh, 100 hours, yep. like and yeah, that's a lot. And now I feel like it's maybe 30 hours. Yeah. So
0: yep.
1: it's pretty quick. And if I'm making more emotional stuff, mm-hmm uh i r- mostly mostly focus on writing it mm-hmm. and it takes me longer mm-hmm. but the actual mixing and production mastering everything is like super quick so maybe it's around 10 hours yeah gotcha. Per per track thank you for yeah.
0: mentioning that that the times specifically cuz i find that so interesting um i have a few other friends as well who used to spend like 100 150 200 hours in a track and the same situation as you as they'd be in doing production for longer, it's become shorter and shorter, but the quality level is still the same. Do you notice yeah. anything different between your old songs that were taking you 100 hours to make versus the new ones? What would you say is different there, and and how do you think about the songs differently?
1: I think that I'm just more confident in making choices while making music, so I'm not spending as much time, for example, choosing uh, the, the right EQ setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, my only limitation now is my PC, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, no, I think that's... I I thought that's what it was, is just the confidence you get as a creator. Because I feel like it's a message that we should send to a lot of younger creators, you know, because whenever Mm -hmm. you're still young in the production game, you have that expectation that... You know, you need to spend 200 hours on a track. You know, you should only put out a track every six months. It has to be perfect. And I just don't agree with it anymore. You know, I think that it's more Mm -hmm. important to express and refine and put it out there and grow, grow, grow. Sure. Yeah. So let's talk about your, let's say you, if you talk to yourself from the first days of making music, so from you right now to you when you were like younger making Mm -hmm. music, you know, four years ago, what's the one, two or three things you would say to yourself
1: back then? I would say um don't spam with my music like don't spam my friends with my music that's the number one thing. <laughs> number that one. was thing. so awful. And then uh, what kind I I think yo, always, real like, quick
0: whenever you did spam your friends with the, with your songs what kind of reactions were they giving you?
1: Cool track. It's okay. All right. <laughs> it was like you okay. know <laughs>
0: And then explain real quick, just so people can understand. Why would you tell yourself not to do that now?
1: Because it's really my my friends are now remembering that tracks from few few years ago. That was like kind of shit, mm-hmm. and uh, not worth listening to. And they are not going to listen to my new stuff now. Like oh. definitely, yeah.
0: Oh, why? That's tragic. Oh my gosh, that's savage. It's like no, we gave you a <laughs> <Yeah>. chance.
1: <laughs> but I was so annoying. I, I'm not even you know it's it's normal that 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 they can they can't listen to my stuff now (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) i mean you know learn as you go right like you you, we make so many mistakes and we have to like learn from as best we can and kind of put it behind us and keep moving forward but okay so that one that's one don't spam your friends with the tracks what else would you say anything else
1: well like we said before be be brave in making music like don't don't be afraid that you are pushing pushing the boundaries or anything just yeah, express That's yourself, true. and right. maybe right. just to do it just for myself at the beginning, you know. Yeah, yep. yeah.
0: I love that, man. No, it's the same place I'm at as well. I feel like uh, you know when we're getting started in any kind of creative endeavor, whether it's music or fashion or art or video games or whatever, I feel like we're always seeking kind of validation. You know that we're doing good, we're doing a good job, or mm. you know, we're being appreciated, we're being respected, or whatever. And as you get older and more experienced with creating stuff, you start to realize that, you know, you don't need validation. You just need to enjoy what you're making and and enjoy that self-expression. And I think the reason for it, my hypothesis anyway, is that the reason people enjoy our art is because it's not based on somebody else's opinion. It's our own artistic expression. And so the more authentic we can be with how we're expressing and saying what we say, the more that we can gain respect from others because we're so real. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, it's, it's. I mean, I don't know if you can do it, you know, just by hearing this conversation. But for anyone who's listening, you know, try to build that self-acceptance and build that self-reliance and bravery, like, like, uh, like Luca said. So, all right, man. So, let's jump to where you are right now. You know, we kind of looked at the back history of, you know, what brought you here. Right now, uh, at this point in your life and everything... How are you feeling about where you are right now? How would you describe where you are right now with music and life and everything?
1: Uh, I would describe it as like a big change for me and my personality okay. because so many things are like went wrong recently. Yep. So I'm taking this time to really work on myself and not to repeat any mistakes. I'm really focusing on this.
0: Yep. Dude, it's a time of growth right now, man. You know, 2020, yeah. even like the start of 2021, like we've all been so through so much and uh, uh, we're just continually being told to self-reflect, self-reflect, you know, grow, grow. It's like, I don't want to grow anymore, <laughs> but it's so important. It's so important, you know, to learn from your mistakes and to keep pushing forward and everything. Is there anything specific you're focusing on in terms of like your music or your ambitions or whatever?
1: So I have one really specific thing. Is to create uh, videos, music videos for Mm. my new album that's coming out really soon.
0: That's cool. Yeah,
1: and I need to create I don't know uh, six or seven videos, Mm -hmm. and I have nine days to do it. So, uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay, break out the Red Bulls. It's gonna be a (laughs) no-sleeper, (laughs) no-sleeper. Dude, if I can ask about that, I'm not sure how much of it's secret, so you don't have to reveal everything, but um, what do you have in mind for the music videos? Animation, uh, filming stuff, just using other clips from the internet? Like, what's on your mind for the the content of the
1: videos? I feel like my imagination is really, like, based on images. Mm -hmm. And, like, I see things when I feel things, you know? Mm -hmm. So the whole album is, like, the really strong representation of what I felt. Mm -hmm like in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a few a few, you know, moments okay. in my life. Uh, right. Yeah. So I, I want to really accurately represent what I felt, mm-hmm. just by recording, you know, some objects, maybe me doing some things. And sure. then, yeah, not a ho- whole uh, music video, just I will maybe 10 seconds. And right. I think of looping that video, just do okay. so, you know, right, right, right. fit the whole image.
0: Good. Good. No, it's a great idea. I've done, I've done similar stuff as well. Um, And it's another good tip for young creators is to not overpressure yourself on, on what you're putting out there because, you know, there's lots of things you can do to, to not a shortcut, but just make stuff more manageable for yourself. And so like you said, yeah. like with a music video, you don't have to make a three minute music video. But if you can make a mm-hmm. 10 second loop, a 30 second loop that can become a three minute video, you know, and there's, there's little hacks like that. You don't have to pressure yourself to to go all out, especially when you have no budget, mm-hmm. you know, and limited time to yeah. work on stuff. Uh, just do what you can do. Yeah, I love that, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of it because that sounds super interesting. How much is your environment an influence for you? Um, if I'm not mistaken, you're from Poland and I, ha- I know almost yeah. nothing about Poland. So I'm really interested, like what is life like in Poland and how does it influence you?
1: Um, so it does influence me in a positive way too, but because I live uh, really close to nature, which is super dope. And I can go for a walk to forest, and I have like 15 minutes to a big forest, and this is like super cool. It is, man. But what, yeah, but what is going on in Poland right now is not, not, not that cool. I mean, yeah, the abortion is illegal, and a lot of stuff is going like...
0: Yep. A lot of social mess. issues, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that, can, that stuff can really seriously mess with you. You know, I don't even think I realized until last year... <laughs> Um, with the constant onslaught of different news stories about how much my emotions and creativity were affected, you know, by social issues that are going on around us, you know? Yeah. So I totally relate with you on that one. So um, what about, like, the music scene in Poland? Do you feel like there's a lot of musicians that are creating po- in Poland, um, or especially people that are, like, in your kind of sound, tear out and heavy kind of stuff? Or is it very much niche, like a very small niche?
1: It's a super small niche. Like, I know that's one guy that makes dubstep in Poland, like maybe two. Yeah.
0: Like pretty much nobody. Right.
1: But uh, yeah, I met a pretty much randomly one guy. Mm-hmm. We are friends now. So that's great. And he's from the same city as, as me. And this is crazy. Oh,
0: wait, yeah, that's right. crazy, and, dude. That's
1: lit. Yeah, And that was like totally random. He just hit me up because of my music. <laughs> and he's from the same city, you know? Bruh, that's that's crazy. crazy.
0: It is crazy. That's unbelievable. Mm. Oh, man, that's that's incredible. (laughs) I actually want to ask you about how to stay positive, how to stay healthy. You know, you mentioned like um, social issues going on, you know, personal situations in your life. How do you maintain your mental health? What do you do to to help yourself stay balanced and stay in a good place? Um, Obviously, you mentioned nature already, and I'm sure that your friendship with this uh, other producer helps anything you would like to mention on on how to stay like balanced as a producer
1: a really easy hack for me to stay positive is to exercise. So like, it does not require uh, pretty much anything. I just go for for a run, I just do some push ups, and I pretty much always feel better after it. So I just Dude, I completely,
0: I completely agree with that one. And it also works really well for me as, uh, as well. I notice that anytime I'm starting to feel, you know, like the loss of energy or the depression or the anxiety sitting in, you know, whatever, overthinking. Yeah. Like once you start moving your body, like you know, stuff starts to get more clear, you know, whether you're running or doing pull-ups or sit-ups or crunches or riding a bike mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like once you start moving your body, stuff really gets a lot clearer for your uh, mental mentality. So, and like you said, the cool thing about exercise is it doesn't take anything. You don't need any money. Mm-hmm. You don't need any objects. Like, it's just your own body moving and doing something, and it really does work wonders. Do you have some kind of, like, set routine, or is it just for you, like, anything, like, just getting outside?
1: Sometimes I'm, I'm like, let's do as much as I can. Mm-hmm. It's, like, all depending of how I feel. Yep. Yep. Yeah. sometimes I'm, I just, you know, slap some tear out, like full blast. and
0: <laughs> <It> <laughs> yeah. went loose. I love it, man. It, it really does it. help. <laughs> <laughs> back to the music. I want to go back to the music real quick. Um, I've listened to, I haven't listened to all of your music, but I've listened to a, some of the songs. I really vibe with the ones I have heard. For you, when you look at your, at your music, is there any songs that you are particularly proud of or that are particularly special to you?
1: That's a hard question. I think most uncomfortable song in the world. That's the name. Really? That's this the name. Like,
0: yeah. Oh nice name,
1: dude. Nice name. Where does that come from? Because the sounds are so like unpleasant <laughs> and you know in a way. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: dude, that's awesome. That is awesome.
1: But, yeah, that oh, song wanna... is special for yeah. me because yeah, explain. uh Yeah, it's the first song song that I started to feel really like free. Yeah. In making music, I wasn't. Ca- I didn't care about anything. I just created random stuff and it yeah. sounded dope to me, and I wasn't really listening to anybody while making it. It was like the first track, like really or- original track from me.
0: Dude, that is so cool. No, I think it's amazing that you named it that, though, because there's like two meanings. On one hand, like you said, you know, sonically, it's a little bit uncomfortable to listen to because it's so gritty and everything and hardcore. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> you know, in like a metaphysical sense, like we talked about today, sometimes the hardest things you do unlock the most happiness. And so if you do the most uncomfortable thing, you can get to the most comfortable place. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love the two meanings there. <laughs> when was that, by the way, that you made that song?
1: Seven months ago, Seven months I
0: think. Ago. Okay, so fairly yeah. recent then. How interesting. I guess I should ask a follow-up question then. Do you feel overall proud of everything that you put out, the music that you put out, or do you have like regrets in the stuff you put out, or do you have like uh, kind of like you know remorse over like some of the stuff you put out there?
1: I put put out a small percentage of my music, so if I put out something on the internet, mm-hmm. um, it means that I'm really proud of it mm-hmm. at the moment as I'm uploading it, and yeah, I I'm kind of proud of my music now. Like nice. I have, I know maybe. Let me check now on my computer i'm like uh i have uh oh shit Take
0: there's
1: like over f- 500 unfinished songs and that, that's a ton of it only on ableton you know nice. i'm not counting the other ones yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's crazy that is crazy man that is crazy but it's also kind of fun to have those songs sitting around I find that sometimes I'll go back in my files and and listen to them just for the nostalgia you know nostalgia mm-hmm. even if I don't want to finish it I'm just like I'm like wow I've come so far or like that's a yeah. good idea you know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cool okay so we've talked about the kind of the music that you've made you know getting comfortable with the sound and everything one thing that I I want to talk about more is you keep talking about how your music you know very aggressive very gritty um at times hard to listen to for other people i want to ask two questions on that the first one is there a certain message or aesthetic that you kind of want to deliver with the art that you make
1: i mean there's no certain message but i have that aesthetic you know uh, i'm leaning towards more like devil stuff and yep. aesthetic you yep. know in cover arts and in mm-hmm. sound design i'm always like thinking about what sounds kind of evil yeah it's it's fitting my image i mm-hmm. think
0: no definitely I, I caught the i caught that vibe too i want to ask um about this because to me it makes sense and like i vibe with it but i'm sure that other people might not completely what yeah. would you say is the appeal of stuff that's so gritty and dark and hardcore Especially in terms of sound, in terms of like, you know, like, you know, heavy saw basses and and gritty
1: sounds like Mm -hmm. that.
0: How would you explain that to someone who doesn't understand?
1: It's like, you know, when when the track is like super heavy, you can almost like feel like every emotion at once. And sometimes it's amazing, like how interesting it sounds actually, and how, you know, fresh it is. And just uh, while listening to some... Sound design based songs, I oftentimes feel inspired.
0: Yep. No, yeah, man, I agree. Like you said, part of it's the extremity. You know, it's like pushing yeah. stuff to the extremes. And I feel like both in art and in life, there's certain lessons you can learn. There's certain appreciation that you can't have unless you've gone to the extreme of something. And uh, and so, you know, in, in the this situation where, you know, we're going, you're going to the extreme with like the the dark energy or the gritty sounds and everything, there's certain things you can express and feel there that you can't feel, you know, if you're doing on the other end of the spectrum, the happy go lucky, you know, super bright sine waves and everything. Yes. So no, yeah, I love that. It's the extremity and the stuff that you can feel and, uh, and experience there. That's a great way to explain it. I love that. Why do you think that you lean more towards, um, That kind of like dark aesthetics or evil aesthetics, like you said. Do you think there's any reason behind that, like childhood or something? Or is it just something that appeals to you just innately?
1: Yeah, I think it just appeals to me. It's just, you know, as simple as it's cool for me. Exactly.
0: Right, right, right. No, I was just curious, you know, because like you said, there is stuff from childhood that's interesting to dig into, you know. Um, And not even just like for you, but for people in general. I even noticed like for myself, if I look back at the past sometimes that can give me guidance for like the future, you know, if, like, oh, I was into this back when I was a kid. And I still find that like, kind of cool. You know, I want to lean into that mm-hmm. more. So yeah. I was always it's always curious to ask people about their aesthetics, you know, where it stems from. What are some valuable lessons that you learned last year? Could be from a friend or a mentor, anything of that nature.
1: Uh, there's a lot of stuff, yeah. actually. Um, the most important I think is to make choice for myself and not for other people's you know, like it does not have any sense to Make choices for for other yeah. because yeah, we, you know yeah.
0: Why do people do that by the way? <laughs> Why do you think that you were doing it anyway in your situation?
1: specifically? Uh, yeah, I was doing it because I feel guilty because mm-hmm. I was doing good for me and for example bad for the other Mm -hmm. And I was just feeling guilty, and it was, like, giving me more happiness Mm. to help others than to help myself, which is kind of weird. Yeah,
0: but but I relate with that, man. I relate with that. And I think, like, because I've been digging into that also, you know, I think it has to do kind of with self-esteem and the way that we think about ourselves, you know, the way Mm -hmm. we feel about ourselves. And like you said, things such as guilt can really undermine your self-esteem. You know, even if you like who you are, once you start feeling guilty, it starts to chip away at, you know, how you feel about yourself. And you're like, oh, man, I did so many bad things. You know, I I messed so many people's lives up. Um, And if you start living that way, it's a slow decline to a very dark place. What was the switch for you? Kyra, like what made you what made you realize that you need to start making choices for yourself and not for other people?
1: Mostly the breakup, I think. Yep, because it was. Especially because I I wasn't making choices for myself mm-hmm. and I was always miserable, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I think mainly this.
0: No, dude, no, and people are gonna relate with that when they hear that because, look, dating and relationships like it's such a personal uh, uh, encounter. You know, you're directly in in with this person. You know, every choice you make that your daily lives and everything, and and um, I don't know there's a quote from bruce lee he said relationship is the mirror in which you see yourself and sometimes when we're with people we start to see sides of ourselves that we don't like very much or changes that we want to make you know and um and things like breakups can be that massive switch for us because you know if we start seeing that we're not happy or that you know we're not being we're not living at the level we should live at sometimes it takes a breakup to do that sometimes it takes Mm -hmm. quitting a job to do that sometimes it takes moving to a new country to do that but uh, making those kind of uh, big changes, whether in whether it's your choice or, you know, life makes it happen to you, you know, whichever way it is, like, those massive changes can be the opportunity for massive growth if we're able to, yeah, uh, to you know, get through the pain that comes on, first of all, you know, the overwhelming nature of it all. More power to you, man. More power to you. <laughs> so uh, that's one is to make choices for yourself. Was there anything else you wanted to mention as well that you took from last year yeah. or, or just that one? yeah.
1: Um, I learned to always tr- at least try yeah. to see the bright side of any situation mm-hmm. because almost any situation has a bright side, and it's re- really important to think about it i think
0: that's hard man <laughs> it's hard what what made you realize that and how do you practice it
1: uh, I think what make what made me realize that is I had So many great things and I wasn't really happy and looking from today's perspective, I'm really... I, you know, I I was in a good place and I wasn't really feeling it. I was like, wait, does it really happen? Like, I wasn't believing the reality I was in because it was so great for me. And I was, because of this, I was still depressed Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, it's horrible.
0: It's horrible, man. It's horrible. And it's all like, it's like habits. You know, you start building habits when you've lived in that bad place for so long that, like you said, even when stuff is better and you can clearly see it's better, your mind's like, nope, nope. I don't trust it. No, it's yeah. bad. You know, look, yeah, it's, it's bad. not the reality. It's <laughs> not reality. Yeah. It's going to end soon. And yeah, it just yeah. makes you so unhappy. And then you start to self-sabotage and everything. So yeah. I'm so glad that you were able to break out of that. You know, I think it's something that we all have to do. We all have to choose what we want to focus on because what we focus on is what we see. And so if you mm-hmm. wanna see the positive, you're gonna see it. If you wanna see the negative, you're gonna yeah. see it. But um, whether that decision of what to focus on massively changes your mood, massively changes your lifestyle fulfillment and everything. So it's a huge, huge lesson. All right, man, so I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. You've talked about you know the past, where you are right now, the lessons you've learned and everything. Looking forward to the rest of this year and the future, are there certain things that you want to do more of this year? Are there certain things you want to do less of this year? Mm-hmm. It could be creatively, it could be a lifestyle, uh, whatever it is. Is there certain things that are on your mind to do more or less of this year?
1: Um, I think I would like to exercise even more. Yep. it's like, I'm at a good place, like, physically right now, and I don't want to lose it. Yep. Uh, and for sure I want to waste less time just thinking about things rather than doing them.
0: Bro, that's the one right there. That's the one. (laughs) Dude, no, like for real, like for every creator, it's scary. The amount of time that we spend thinking rather than doing is so blaringly obvious, and I don't even think that we realize how much we do it. But if, mm-hmm. the more that you make it a practice of doing more than thinking, the more results you see. So, I don't know, man. Like, do you have any game plans in mind for how to do that more? Or is it just something that you know you need to do?
1: I mean, it's kind of weird, but I feel like I can control what I do mm-hmm. w- without any plan. Just, you know, telling myself, like, there's no sense of thinking about it. Just yep. let's start... Yeah. Today, not not tomorrow. Awesome. So like,
0: just you have a really strong willpower. Good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah, act on it, dude, because it's gonna it's gonna unlock so much. I know it has for me. I'm 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 not perfect at it, but I definitely you know like you've said, put my willpower towards doing more than thinking about it. You know, acting more than just talking. And I know I I see a lot of uh, improvement in my in my own personal projects. Okay. In that same vein of doing more than you're thinking. Uh, what about for music? You know, what's next for music? You know, you have the you have the new album or the EP coming up soon And then also your yeah, album. The, uh, album, right? Okay, and then also you're working mm-hmm. on the music videos Is there anything else on your mind for growing the the music maybe more marketing or networking or something?
1: Um, I Know it kind of sucks, but I never had any plan like never in my life Like I never planned anything like I'm just living today not yeah. So it's like, we, we will see what will happen.
0: Right. Just take it a day at a time and kind of watch it unfold. Yeah. Awesome, man. No, I mean, if it works for you, that's great. And I think in some ways that's even a, a helpful mindset to have because, you know, you don't get anxious about the future. You don't get depressed about the past. Yeah. So just live in the moment. So I do respect that. I think it's a good way to stay balanced, stay happy and healthy. Pet Peeves, is there anything that bothers you about being a creative a creative person uh, right now in this era?
1: not much i think because it, it's cool but i would say social media is mm-hmm. the way we are meant to use it you know it's kind of weird when a big artist does not have any socials and mm-hmm. is not active and because of this it's easy to like get stuck scrolling on instagram but it's also cool because there's like a lot of actually great stuff on instagram i mean yeah mm-hmm. i met you what? on instagram That's and and we met with <it>. yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, so, for sure. Like yeah. social media, you've got to know how to use it. You've got to use it as a tool because it can it can mm-hmm. you know take control. It can drain your energy. But if you're using it, you know, effectively, then there's a lot of benefits to be had for sure. Yeah. What about artists that you're that you're excited about? Is there any artists that are um, that you're really interested in or that you're excited to see like blow up? It could be underground, mainstream, doesn't matter. Who's on your uh you know top five right now for for musicians?
1: Um, top five. All right, so Planka. It's a Artist from Russian, and I have a ton of great memories with his tracks because I was listening to his tracks a, a lot, like day after day, when like a ton of stuff happened in my life. Mm. So I really love his art. That's awesome. That's uh, l- soundtrack Lu- of that Lupi. period.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, Loopy is, is a great artist. I think he's really expressive, mm, and I'm listening to a lot of stuff from Alive, like. Live V with the free Vs. Okay. He he makes a lot of down tempo stuff. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with his style. I even cool. bought his music because it's so cool.
0: That's incredible, man. That's incredible. Is he is he underground or
1: more mainstream? Uh he's not that underground. I need to sure. check his following on SoundCloud right now because be I'm then. not sure.
0: Maybe trying to move uh, make moves to become more popular.
1: So he's like not even 4,000 uh, four wow. followers on SoundCloud. So he's kind of underground.
0: Yeah, still kind of underground. Well, I hope, it, I yeah. hope they can definitely uh, gain more success because it sounds like their music is pretty cool. I got to listen to it after this, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, he's
1: very, he's <laughs> very, very emotional. Yeah. I feel like he's a very sensitive person, mm. by his art, his cover arts, and everything.
0: This is so awesome. And it goes back to the beginning of the conversation. You know, one of the incredible things about the internet is that we're able to find all of these musicians, you know, that don't have millions of followers or whatever and yet they're making such relatable content they're making such you know emotional content and it's just so cool that we can all have this platform to express who we are and then also to connect with each other as well it's exciting to be honest man all right dude as we're coming to the end of the episode i was gonna i i lately on the last several episodes of the podcast i've been doing this activity where i have the guest leave a message to themselves mm-hmm. of one year in the future and then hopefully we get to come back and visit again uh, later on, you know, to, you know, see what you said and everything. So yeah. if, it, if it's cool with you, leave a message to you mm-hmm. me of you in one year in the future, which would be 2022. What would you say?
1: Uh, I need to think about it a little. Take your time. Take I your time, think bro. just never forget why you started it all. I think that's it.
0: I love that. It's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah, man, I agree. Now, you know what the roots are. You can always know what the stems are going to be. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Kairoshi, I am in love with this episode. There were so many cool things we brought up, talked about. Thanks for making time to be here. We have one final section. That is the speed round. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll ask a quick question. You give a quick response. Ready?
1: Ready. Let's go, man.
0: Favorite color? Uh, Cyan. Favorite food?
1: Uh, Anything that's spicy.
0: (laughs) Favorite day of the week?
1: Monday. Favorite movie? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, Seven.
0: Favorite song at the moment?
1: So far by Alive. What's your guilty pleasure? Mm, Playing Dark Souls, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) What
0: countries do you want to visit?
1: Uh, Norway. Yeah, Norway. What languages do you speak? So, yeah, I speak obviously Polish, English kind of Russian, but I really suck at it. And I used to speak (laughs) Deutsch in my middle school, but I forgot almost anything, everything. Name (laughs) one
0: person alive or dead that you want to have a conversation with.
1: Oh, that's a really hard one. Damn. Uh, Georgie, I think Georgie.
0: Okay, and last one is, how do you want people to think of you?
1: I want people to think of me as an open, honest, and real person that always trying to become become a better person because yeah this is what what i'm I'm aiming for every day
0: and you absolutely are my man thank you so much for coming on today dude this was incredible i love the conversation oh my gosh is there any last words that you want to say to the audience listening or are you good
1: uh i just want to thank thank you for having me (laughs) surely yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> of course, man. Thank you for sitting down and doing doing this. Like This was incredible, and I can't wait to share it on social media, kind of spread your music more, and-, and let more people know about you. Everybody watching this, thank you so much for being here with us today, watching this episode. It was my honor to have Kairo Shi Uh, He's a super cool. He's definitely in my close circle of friends right now, and uh, I'm really hyped for everything he has yet to do, especially looking back at the stuff he's already done. If you are not familiar with his discography, you have got to check it out. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you find your music from go check him out links are going to be in the bio below and my description below and uh, support this dude on his journey Uh, i will see you next time thank you for
1: watching have a great night